What is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Hello, hello, it's me, it's you, Daddy Gang. It's me, your founding father, back at it again for another episode of Call Her Daddy. Hi, everyone. I'm going to give you a little life update. So the summer has been really fun and a little chaotic, a lot of work going on. I went to Sweden. Hello. I had never been to Sweden. I went for a Spotify work event. And let me just tell you, something in the air in Sweden, it is a phenomenal place. But I had my eye on just one thing that I wanted to do in Sweden. And it was to get myself some Swedish meatballs. Why did I want Swedish meatballs? I grew up and I loved Ikea. Who didn't love Ikea? And I still love Ikea to this day. But Ikea back in the day really held a special place in my heart because Ikea and I, we were like thickest thieves. <laughs> Ikea and I built worlds together. When I was younger, I was obsessed with building things. And all my friends had the nicest closets growing up. And I was so fucking jealous of them. And I hated my closet because it had nothing to it. And it was small and it was just rinky dinky. And so I asked my mom one day, Mom, can you drive me down to King of Prussia where I can go to Ikea? And she brought me down because she was like, Yeah, I want to get the Swedish meatballs. You know, the Cooper family loves Swedish meatballs. So I drive down to Ikea. And I I mean, I was like a frequent, I had like a membership there. (laughs) Like I was in the in club, you know how there's Sam's club. I had the Ikea club membership. Okay. I was there every fucking week building something new. I literally built my family's dining room table back in the day. Okay. And that is not a joke. I can call my mom right now and let you guys know that I built, I built my family's dining room table. Why you may ask? I don't know. I really liked it. Every time my mom would be like, Alex, she's like, I don't want you to do the labor if you don't want to do it. Like we can try to hire someone through Ikea to come to our, nope, I want to build. So I did build my family's um, dining room table. I also built these two like club chairs in our living room. And what I would do is I would do it while my parents were sleeping so that they would wake up and in the morning I could do a big reveal. I don't know what the fuck I was up to over there, but I really liked it. So anyways, the point is not that I'm quite literally in the construction field. The point is that I loved going to Ikea just as much for the Swedish meatballs than I did to acquire wood and build my family a home, okay? And so I have never been to Sweden. And that's the cool thing about this job is like big house traveling. You know, I'm, I'm up and about. I'm, I'm getting to go places that I've never been. And I love it. And so I get to Sweden. And the one thing I wanted to fucking do was try the goddamn Swedish meatballs. Because if they're that good in America at Ikea, fucking jizz all over me. I can't even wait to put that ball in my mouth and <laughs> pop it in and have the time of my life. And so once I got there... Quite literally, the only thing I inhaled was Swedish meatballs. So shout out to all my Swedes. I love you and I love how you make those balls. So the next leg of my trip was going to Cannes, which is in the south of France. And I was very excited because I was alone in Sweden. And then Matt was going to meet me in Cannes. We were going there because we just launched a new company together 
It is a media company called Trending, which Call Her Daddy and his film company now live underneath Trending. And so I'm still with Spotify. Like he still have his, has his film output deals or whatever. But like we're basically just combining forces and going to start building more things together. So what does that mean, right? There's going to be films and television shows and reality shows and a podcast network that I'm going to be announcing probably this week or next week. I'm really just looking forward to signing more talent that I'm going to help mentor and help them with podcasting. So I'm signing certain talent that I believe in. And I will say that is something that was painful. It's like, I see you daddy gang in my DMs asking me to have certain people on the podcast. And I haven't been able to be like, I'm not having them on yet because we're doing something so much bigger and we're going to launch their show. And obviously they'll come on Call Her Daddy, but there's something much bigger cooking. So I'm just really excited to expand my business, which is very exciting, but also nerve wracking. And I just hope Daddy Gang, if any of you are, whether you're trying to make a jump in your work life or you're having change coming or you're even trying to start a business yourself, It's a lot of fucking work, but it's so rewarding. And I just wanted to remind you, if you needed a little reminder, keep going. You're not alone. It is a motherfucker at times and your whole life becomes work in moments. But it's so rewarding when you see everything that you put time and energy and strategy um, and money into come to life. So this is your sign. Keep doing what you're doing, Daddy Gang. It is going to work out. I believe in you. You have to believe in yourself. Okay, sorry, getting corny, but like it's a lot of fucking work. And I know obviously some of you are probably listening, being like, Alex, you got your bag already. I'm launching my company and I haven't even made my first sale yet. And Daddy Gang, to that, I would like to remind you that when I first told people about my original idea for Call Her Daddy, Almost every single person laughed in my face and said I was crazy. I was going to ruin my, not only my reputation, but my family's reputation and that it wasn't going to work. So keep working and grinding because you got to believe in yourself, especially when people are looking at you like, bitch, you fucking crazy. No, you're not. You know what you're doing, daddy gang. So the next part of my trip was returning home. I went back to Pennsylvania. Okay, the good old PA, Newtown, Pennsylvania, where I was born and bred and raised, and I interviewed Zane. Let me just explain something to you guys. Interviewing Zane in my childhood home was, I would say, one of like the top craziest experiences for me in my career so far because. I have told you guys this, like I was such a little nerd. I was obsessed with making videos when I was younger. I was so obsessed with editing and I would do all of this in that house in Pennsylvania. And so the mind fuck that it was that I had someone that I had a poster of at one point, probably on my wall was walking into my home. I think what it hit me was I have this like glass door at my front door And I walked up to greet him and I was standing inside and I see him like walking up the little pathway at my house and seeing Zayn Malik walk up my fucking house as if it's like, hey, coming over for a slumber part. Like it felt like the only people that have ever walked up that little path are like my friends, Kristen, Jackie, Lauren, Courtney, Christine, Kelly, like what the fuck? And then all of a sudden it's Zayn Malik. 
it's like if you saw your dentist at the movie theater while you're in line getting fucking popcorn and you're like, Dr. Sherrard, Dr. Gutrati, like, what are you doing here? Like, I saw you the other week while you filled my fucking cavity and now Dr. Gutrati is about to go see Barbie with you. You know what I mean? Like, it's a little bit too much of a mind fuck. And so when I saw Zane trouncing into my home, I'm realizing... I actually didn't feel at all like how I would feel if I saw my dentist in a public space. Um, That was probably the worst fucking analogy. Everyone's like, I actually wouldn't care if I saw my dentist hitting the town on a Friday. Alex going to see a fucking movie with his wife. Yeah, that was bad because obviously you would care if you saw Zane. So do, do you know what I mean, though? It's just like, whoa, I'm used to one thing walking into my childhood home and a fucking celebrity's walking in and I just had a geek out moment and I know I don't really talk about the behind the scenes of how I feel in interviews anymore but just so you know it is not lost on me um it's a really fucking cool job and I'm so grateful and I almost shit my fucking pants when I saw him walking up and it was fucking fabulous and I'm just so happy that he showed up and it was a good interview and I'm so happy you guys enjoyed the episode and then after that interview immediately the next day I got on a plane And I went to Nantucket for two weeks with Matt and the boys. And by boys, I mean our dogs, Henry and Bruce. Yes, I am that dog mother that acts like I have two children at this point, but they fucking are and they're perfect. Okay, I know. I used to be like, why do people post their dogs at the time? Now I'm the woman that's like, I'm obsessed with my dogs. You have to love them too because I love them so much. Um, But Nantucket was amazing. It was so relaxing. We were just chilling on the beach and drinking and hanging out with our friends And I personally was on a mission to see how many lobster rolls I could physically consume in two weeks, which I would say I had one every single day, if not two to three a day. It was fabulous. Nothing better. But overall, it was really just a nice break and a good recharge that I needed because then after that, I was immediately back to work because daddy gang, you said you needed another episode and I got to deliver. Okay. What the daddy gang needs, the daddy gang gets. So here we are. We're back, baby. This episode is presented by Sparkling Ice. Turn up summer with sparkling ice. They have over 17 anything but subtle flavors, all made with zero sugar and packed with vitamins and antioxidants, iced tea and lemonade, strawberry watermelon, tropical punch, peach nectarine, yum. Crank up the flavor, sparkling ice, anything but subtle. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Daddy gang, I get that there are some things you don't want to share, but bottling everything up inside can truly have some awful consequences. I remember growing up, I guess, honestly, the the truth is I was getting bullied and I was like so embarrassed to tell my family that because at home I was fine, but at school it was tough for me. And I just remember feeling so awful about myself and I kept it to myself and I dealt with it by myself and it literally just caused truly maybe like a decade of trauma. And later in life, now that I've processed it, I'm like, damn, I would have been so much better off if I had just talked to someone about it. It didn't even have to be my parents. Talking helps a lot. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. I have had such an incredible 
relationship and experience with therapy. I was so ready to get better and to better myself and understand myself more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists whenever you need to for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash daddy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash daddy. Two years ago, I became pregnant with a baby I desperately wanted. During a routine ultrasound, I learned that the fetus would have a fatal condition and never survive. I had to flee my own state to receive treatment. I think Donald Trump bears an incredible amount of responsibility for these restrictive laws. We need leaders that will protect our rights, and that's Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. All right, all right, all right. All right, I am going to answer some of your questions, Daddy Gang, because you've got something on your mind, and I want to try to be a fellow friend, a father figure, and see if anything that I've learned through life can be of help to you. So someone wrote in and said, situationships not leading to anything. I'm in my early 20s, and I've been finding myself in the same pattern of talking, dating someone for a couple months, but it never going further because the guy ultimately decides he's not ready for something serious. My question is, what can a girl do in these times to avoid repeating patterns or is the situationship a thing that's going to stick around for a while? Okay, so my experience in my early 20s, well, It's hard to answer this because I guess it also is really dependent on the guys that you're picking. But what I would say is I feel like the hard truth is in your early 20s, I don't think people are interested in engaging in actual committed serious relationships unless they have some type of feeling that you could be the one or vice versa if you really feel it. And so I think a lot of early 20s is making mistakes and having situationships and dating fuckboys and crying in your room and wishing you didn't do something and then realizing through your experiences by a certain age that you're feeling now more mature and more sure of what you want then being like, okay, I actually have gone through so many experiences to the point where I am so sure of what I want. I think if you are feeling like you know what you're looking for, I would say there are people that give you a different vibe. There are guys that are going to treat you differently than just, let's say, taking you out to a bar with his friends on a Friday. Guys that are serious, that want to take you on a date, that want to go on little weekend getaways, that want to be sweet or send you flowers or are being thoughtful, calling you at night, calling you in the morning, texting you like, again, the communication level can be dependent on the type of person. They don't need to be overly communicating for them to show they're interested. But I feel like you have to wake up a little bit because sometimes I feel like when I look back at myself, I was so bad at following the same pattern. Like as much as I would get out of a situation with a guy and be like, he was so fucking annoying or like I ended that because this is this, then all of a sudden halfway through my next situation I'd be like, he's exactly like the other one. What the fuck am I doing? What did I expect? 
I think we go to things that are familiar that we've been doing for a while. And I think in situationships, we are attracted to the beginning stages that actually, if you look at it, you're like, no shit, this ended in it not being serious because it kind of did start like a little fuckboyish, a little like we're getting fucked up at the bar. We are like always drunk when we're together. Then I expected it to elevate from there. I'm not saying it can't because I know a lot of my friends are with people that it started of it started as a one night stand and now they're fucking married. But I do think if you are more cognizant and intentional about the way that you're moving, then you're going to attract different energy. So you getting into situationships and then continuously feeling like there's this repeating pattern that you're getting left in the dust. You have to take a little bit of a look inward and be like, are you missing any signs? Like, have you met this guy's family? Like, are you with his friends all the time? Has he wanted to meet your friends? Like, how much are you intertwining your lives? And then start to work backwards from there. Um, But honestly, dude, like situationships are motherfuckers. Like, it's so annoying because you you can get wrapped up in like, oh my God, it started like it wasn't supposed to be something, but now I caught feelings. The issue is if the other person doesn't feel that way. And I would just say... You kind of have to just start to be a little bit more aware of what kind of energy you're giving to the person and what you're getting back. Obviously, there's going to be situations where a guy is going to fucking just rip the rug out from under you. And you're like, bitch, you just told me you love me last week. And now you're ghosting me like that is going to happen. But I don't know. Like, I remember when I met Matt, I just felt a different energy on our first date night. Like he was not so serious to the point where I was like, this isn't fun, but like he was very certain and talking about things, not in a way that overwhelms me, but like talking about what he wants in life and like what he likes in a partner. And I was like, oh, like why would he be sharing this with me? If not to tell me like, I'm interested, like do our worlds kind of align. Um, you can just kind of tell sometimes. So I would just say, babe, take off those rose colored glasses. Let's start looking at them for who they are. Stop focusing so much on like the thrill of the nights out and the sex and the whatever. If you're actually looking for something serious, you need to be looking at the serious signs that he's giving you instead of halfway through a situationship waking up and being like but I want something serious but he literally only invites you over at nighttime or he literally never texts you you text him all the time or you guys do go out but you've never met anyone in his life and you have fun with him but like he's never talking serious with you you got to wake up to certain things and then go from there and don't be shocked when someone ends something when it really hadn't even begun and you can't change your mind in the middle of it and expect them to move the same with you if you catch feelings then you kind of have to just work a little bit differently of like I wonder if this person's interested and maybe stop going out at nighttime be like no let's get breakfast tomorrow instead I'll see you like tell me about your night that you kind of just have to adjust the way that you approach things but I hear you situationships are so fun in the beginning and then they get so complicated and I I feel you daddy I've been in many myself Okay, guys keeping nudes. For context, I broke up with my boyfriend in January and then we got back together a few months later. We're long distance. He said in the past he'd definitely delete my nudes if we ever broke up. And when we did, I explicitly asked him to delete them again. Fast forward to when we see each other again months later, I saw he emailed himself some of the most explicit ones and I found 
all of them in his recently deleted on his photo vault app. I'm still pretty pissed, but know he'd have an issue with me snooping, and I'm not quite bothered enough that I'd break up with him over it. But I haven't sent him a single nude since, as I don't trust him anymore. I really want to bring it up and call him out for thinking he's slick, but don't know whether or not to just sit on it and keep it as ammo for the future. Also, he got super pissed at me when I tried to start an OnlyFans. And then I found also when I was snooping that he created a fake email and he started to try to download OnlyFans content. I don't know what to do. I really like him. But is this all toxic? Yes. (laughs) I so relate to this. Like, let me be so clear. I remember dating a guy and we broke up and I knew he had my nudes and I just didn't fucking trust him. And that should have been the first fucking sign that the breakup should have been a full breakup never to get back together. If you cannot trust someone that you're with, with something that is one of the most intimate private things that you have shared with this person, this is not the person for you. Okay, daddy gang. And I understand, again, I'm saying this from a point of view where like I used to put up with this shit and I trust me, I was going through it. And now in hindsight, because I've gone through now healthy relationships, I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? I get it. We all need to go through it. But if you want any advice from me, it's like, listen, this is the type of person from what I'm reading. You are going to go back and forth with this person you're going to break up you're going to make up you're going to have breakup sex you're going to get back together you're going to cheat he's going to like someone's going to always be fucking the other one over because if you can't fucking trust this person and he's blowing up at you for starting an OnlyFans, but then he's secretly making think of a man okay men are so fucking lazy until they don't want to be he is making a concerted effort to Make a fucking fake email, okay? Boys don't even have, I feel like half the fucking men don't even know how to do that, okay? But he's fucking making his way to make a fake email to buy OnlyFans content or subscriptions or whatever the fuck he's doing. And then he's going and deleting, like, this motherfucker has a vault app. This guy is so fucking calculated in the way that he moves to make sure that all of his sneakiness and his infidelity and him being a piece of shit are cover his tracks are covered so he can gaslight you because the only way that you can fucking find the shit out is if you snoop obviously why are you snooping because your gut is telling you that you don't trust this motherfucker I can't say it enough daddy gang like we all have to go through the classic like fuck boy that you're just like no but like maybe or even we like the toxic there's so many reasons we stay but if you're actually wanting to have a peaceful, nice relationship life, this ain't the guy for you. I have felt it, the insecurity, the paranoia, the games. It it just gets so old that like I'm reading this paragraph and I'm like, I know exactly how this is going to end. You can't be with someone that you don't trust, that you're snooping, that they're lying, that they're being controlling over you. How about that? Being so fucking controlling and the disrespect. You're asking this person to delete your nudes. And it's like the sneakiness at which this guy is moving. I wouldn't fucking trust this guy for two fucking seconds. I think another takeaway is 
this person has showed you their comfortability and capacity to lie. And that is fucking terrifying. And I think even like a bigger teaching moment, daddy gang, maybe you aren't catching your partner lying about nudes or OnlyFans and you can't relate to that specificity. But how about this? Maybe they have been lying about some like weird little things that you're picking up on, but you kind of glaze over it because it hasn't really turned into something important or you haven't found anything. Let me be so clear. That is a red flag. Someone straight up lying to your face and making you question your own version of things or your own reality. That is called gaslighting and that is manipulation 101. So even if you're like, well, he did lie about that, but like, I don't know why, but like what? No, if someone's lying to your face, there's more underneath that and you have to fucking wake up and try to recognize this ain't healthy. My other problem is, and I, damn, I was fucking awful at this, but like toxic attracts toxic by me being involved with toxic guys in the past I eventually became toxic with it and would like play the game back and want to one-up them and blah 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 blah. and it was like am I having fun or am I just constantly in a stressed state playing a fucking game that I know I'm never gonna win because I don't actually I'm not enjoying this because the end goal was I wanted them to change I actually wanted this guy to change and he wasn't going to. So in me just like quickly wanting to play into the toxic games, I just ended up getting hurt more because I went down a farther rabbit hole that ended up fucking me in the end. I love you. I just think sometimes you have to know when your self-worth needs to be a bigger priority rather than trying to find a way to make something that's so obviously toxic work. And okay, one last thought. I know I kind of mentioned like I started to be toxic because the situation was toxic, but I do want to just hone that point in a little bit more because now I'm realizing like I started to become toxic myself and it became the norm in the relationship. And I feel like if you're listening to this and you're getting to that point, like you start taking on toxic behaviors without even being fully aware of it, which is pretty fucking scary. And yeah, when I look back, I'm like, it's essentially how you learn to survive in the relationship. Like you're trying to keep up with his bullshit and you start snooping and you're reading text and you're checking their location. And it's all a defense mechanism to look out for yourself. But daddy gang, eventually when this relationship ends, you're going to bring all this fucking toxic baggage shit into the next relationship. And that is not how you want to start your next relationship. So my advice, because I, it took me so fucking long, like I even still had to work on it when I met Matt, my fiance, you basically got to unlearn that shit because you might end up pushing the next one away that you're actually supposed to be with and you want to be with, but you're so heavily in the toxic cycle. You got to wake up and check yourself and make sure like the next one has to be on you to make sure you undo that shit. So my advice is get out when you can, because the longer it goes on, the more familiar and comfortable and normalized it becomes. And I was the queen of that. And it was not fun when I started to look back and recognize all of it. We all got to go through it, but don't go through it too hard that you wake up one day and you're like, God damn, I've never had a healthy situation. At one point, it ends up being on you to to change.
This episode is brought to you by Prime Video. I am a certified rom-com addict. I love watching movies and shows that are funny and cute and romantic and make me want to cuddle up to Matt, okay? And Prime Video feeds that addiction. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Donald Glover, and Maya Erskine kind of love each other, kind of hate each other, and really love to rip each other's clothes off. Dare I say better than the original. My Lady Jane, a hilarious, heartwarming, and sometimes steamy historical reimagining of the story of Lady Jane Grey. You can watch both of these and a whole lot more on Prime Video. You can also indulge in even more rom-com classics by adding channels like Max, Stars, and Paramount+. Plus. Prime Video, find your favorite flirty rom-coms all in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazon prime for details. This episode is brought to you by Monday Hair Care. Daddy gang, nobody likes Mondays. Am I right? <laughs> we're all sobbing. We're all sobbing and we're barely getting out of bed on a Monday. But Monday Hair Care is here to flip the script with its award-winning formulas. No more bad hair days. Daddy gang, Monday Hair Care is turning Mondays into a reason to celebrate good hair, which I love, thank God, with seven new products like a leave-in conditioner, dry shampoo, a curl line, and body wash. And Daddy Gang, every single thing is under $10. Yes. And the smell is to die for. Okay. I want my hair smelling like something that Matt wants to be engulfed in. I want him to come out to me and go, oh my God, you smell amazing. Oh my God, <laughs> what is that in your hair? So Daddy Gang, reclaim the week with Monday at all leading retailers. Visit mondayhaircare.com to find a stockist near you. This episode is brought to you by new Garnier Fructis hair filler with vitamin C, G. Many things can damage your hair like heat styling and bleaching, but the all new Garnier Fructis hair filler systems can reverse up to one year of damage to your hair smoothness in just one use, giving you up to 79% stronger hair and up to four times less breakage. And all Garnier products are approved by Cruelty-Free International under the Leaping Bunny program. New Garnier Fructis hair filler, pre-shampoo, shampoo, conditioner, and serum are available now on Amazon and at Walmart, Target, Ulta, drug, and select grocery stores. Learn more at GarnierUSA.com. This episode is brought to you by Curology. If you have particular skincare challenges, it can be really frustrating to waste time and money on products that just are absolutely not formulated for you. That is why I'm so excited to recommend Curology. I have personally struggled with acne my whole life. And I'll look at someone on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram and be like, should I buy those products? No, I do not have the same skin as them. So I should not be treating it the same. Curology's personalized prescriptions are formulated to treat your individual skin needs from acne to the earliest signs of aging. All you have to do is go online take a quick quiz, and you will be connected to a licensed dermatology provider that will create a custom formula based on your skincare needs. If you're ready to start your skincare journey and start seeing results, here is a special offer just for you. Visit Curology.com slash call her daddy for a special offer. That's Curology, C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com slash call her daddy. Offer applies only to your first box, subject to consultation, new subscribers only, subscription required. Okay, navigating the world with an STD. 
My ex-boyfriend gave me an STD. Please help. I dated a guy for over two years and found out, not from him, that his ex had HSV2, which is herpes. I confronted him about it and he swore he had been tested and that's why he never told me. I didn't trust him since we've had many conversations about safe sex, STDs, and he never mentioned it before. So I forced him to get retested. He ended up testing positive and then I got tested and tested positive as well. I broke up with him over it. However, now I'm terrified to try to re-enter the dating pool due to the diagnosis. I'm about to turn 31 and have had four serious real relationships and only slept with five people in my entire life. I feel like I've done everything in my power to be safe and still ended up in this position. How do I move forward? I'm looking to settle down, get married and start a family, but I can't help but feel like this may have just jeopardized my future. Please help. Okay. The first thing I want to say is I'm so sorry that your partner was not honest with you. I, I like can't imagine dating someone and then having to find this out also not even from him, from someone else, and then you having to push him to get tested. Um, I, I also just want to pause because it's never fucking right to not tell your partner. My only, my only thing is like, I think... There's just such a conversation that needs to continue to be had about, I'm not saying normalized STDs, but so many fucking people, me included, are having unprotected sex, right? And there are some people that get fucking lucky and there are some people that get what comes with, you know, not having protected sex. And even sometimes if you have protected sex, some fucking times you can still get an STD, okay? You are not damaged goods. You are not less of a human being because you have an STD. And you should not feel like you cannot have a happy, healthy life because of this situation that has been essentially given to you by someone that you trusted. I'm not saying that herpes is not something now that you need to be very honest about when you're dating someone. But I just want to start with that. Like, So many fucking people are dealing with this and I bet so many people wish they could have someone to connect over and talk about it with because it's probably so fucking isolating and lonely and I I am so sorry, but you are not less than because of this. So first and foremost, anyone that has an STD that's listening to this, like do not, do not let yourself not enjoy your life because of this there are ways that you will be okay with this and I get it the dating world is so fucking awkward in itself to even be like trying to figure out how to like the the dating world is already complicated enough to then add in being like hi I have an SCD it's a lot what I will say is this I think that you need to date with your with your happiness and personality and your strengths in mind, okay? So when you're going on a date, and I know this is probably hard, but when you start to date people, let's move forward with like, you don't need to sleep with this person at all right away, okay? You are just trying to figure out if you like this person enough because what I don't want for you is like the fucking trauma of having to, on first dates, be like, just by the way, like I have herpes. You don't need to do that. And that is not you being secretive. That's not you being disrespectful or untrustworthy. That is not that person's information to need to know yet because you are making the decision to not have sex with them. 
I think as you start, let's say you start to date someone and now you're on your fifth date and you know, they're kind of making moves and you know, you're, you're making out and obviously depending on the type of herpes you have, like you're able to make out with them and, and, um, and then all of a sudden the, the conversation in your mind is like sex is clearly being is the next step for us. Like we want to have sex together. I think that you can always be honest, but this is partially being honest, just being like, I'm really a slow burn. Like I always want to make sure that I really like someone before like I'm super physical with them, whatever. The first step is, is there a fucking guy that you're sitting across from that is like, can I be so honest? That is so fine. I love being in your presence. I love hanging out with you. It is all good. The first step is to find someone that actually fucking likes you for you. Okay. And you build a rapport with someone that you can actually feel comfortable talking to. It's too much fucking pressure on yourself to feel like date three, you have to tell this person. Absolutely not. Now, is it going to hinder you from being able to have maybe a one night stand? Yes. And I apologize that that is now the situation, but I'm telling you, this could also, like, it seems like you're saying, you know, you've only had a couple relationships in your life. You're a relationship girl. So let's play the long game. Start dating someone. Start to make sure that you like them. Obviously, sex is a huge part of a relationship. And once you start to really figure out if you like this person, and I'm saying like date fucking 10, I'm saying like two months in, you know, like you've been going. And then finally, this person's like, babe, like, when are we fucking? That is when I think you have the conversation. And I think you do it in a situation where you feel comfortable, whether you have this person over and they've been at your apartment or your house or wherever you live and you have, um, you know, you're having a dinner in and you bring it up. And I, I, let me try to think of this, but in my mind, if I quickly had to be like, what would I say? Let's say the guy's name is John. Okay. Hi, John, Johnny. I would say, John, I have something I want to talk to you about. And I I will admit I've been so nervous to talk to you because it's probably my biggest insecurity and I could cry thinking about it because I don't want you to like me less when I tell you this, but I also know I need to tell you this because you deserve to know. And it also is important for us to have a conversation about, and he's going to be like, oh my God, what the fuck? Like, what's going on obviously but this is a serious conversation but you need to hold your ground and just be honest with this person again like you would have liked the honesty and then you're gonna say a few years ago I was in a relationship with someone and it was a long-term relationship I've only slept with I mean you could be honest if you want I probably would just say this because like why not be fucking honest like this was a fucked up situation and it doesn't even if you fucked everyone like I would just say I was in a relationship with someone I have not been in a relationship with that many people in my life and this person lied to me and I broke up with them because I found out that they gave me herpes and it's something that I have had to live with since then and I am so embarrassed and upset because I don't really know how to navigate this I'm going to be honest with you and the only reason I'm telling you this is because I feel like we've gotten close enough where you won't judge me and I I hope you don't and I I I though know I need to be honest with you because of course I want to be intimate with you and and I wanted to tell you earlier, but I also wanted to make sure that this is something that both of us are even interested in because 
this is really hard for me to talk about. This is not something that I can just casually bring up on a whim in a text or over drinks with our friends. Like this is now my life. And I'm sharing this with you because I do really like you and I do trust you. And I'm not expecting you to immediately answer. Like, I know this is probably a lot for you. You can take your time. You can think about it. I just ask that like, you don't immediately shut the door on me because this yes is something that happened to me and that I have, but this does not define who I am. And I just, I would love to be able to continue to see you, but I I completely understand if you need time to think or whatever. I don't know if I just did that correctly. I just kind of winged that. And like, again, I want everyone to know you can do however you want. You could be like, bitch, I fucking herpes. Like you in or you out? Like, you know what I mean? It depends on your personality, but it feels like you're someone that's really overthinking this. And I think this is the telling part for you. You need to be with someone regardless that respects you. And I understand that this is something that like you now are going to have for the rest of your life, but you also want someone that wants to be with you for the rest of your life. And so it's like, is there a way that you can find someone that's like, you know what, let's look into it. Let's make sure, like, how can we be safe? Like, but at the end of the day, I love you for you. This doesn't define who you are. Of course, there's certain things with your sex life that you're going to have to have conversations about. Um, but again, I apologize to anyone that has had to get an STD. Um, you know, I have talked about having gotten something in college and being so just like, what the fuck? Like, there's just so many feelings that come with it. And, and I, I'm so sorry. And so if you end up having a conversation one point, please write back in and, and give us, you know, your wisdom and your advice of how it went and, and what ended up happening. But just know, daddy, I love you and you're not alone. And, um, and you've got this and this is not this is not the end of the world i think society makes it feel like it is and again i'm not trying to downplay stds but we also have to stand up for people that this was not your choice this is something that happened to you and then i can see people being assholes being like it was her choice she didn't wear a condom listen neither are you becky shut the fuck up like all of us are taking a chance when we're having sex again like i said even fucking people that had use protection get pregnant like this things happen but how you deal with it moving forward you can't let this you can't let this define the rest of your life so I love you daddy you are going to get through this and please keep us updated we love you okay daddy gang that is it for this week's episode I hope you guys you know could take a little advice from that or you were just listening as you were driving in the car washing your dishes or having sex or doing whatever the fuck you're doing you're at work hi it's me it's Alex I'm hoping you enjoyed this week's episode and daddy gang you know the motherfucking drill I will see you fuckers next one say goodbye This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Want $0 delivery fees? Try DashPass by DoorDash. Daddy gang, I love being home. I love to be cozy, comfortable, laying on the couch. I can't tell you how many times I need something, but I am too lazy to get up and get out of the house. And sometimes I need food or groceries, you name it. Dash Pass gets it delivered right to my door and yours too. It is only $9.99 a month. So I think it's a really good deal, Daddy Gang. So get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with Dash Pass and new members get a 30-day free trial. Terms apply. Sign up today.
This episode is brought to you by UGG. Who's ready to create some core memories this spring, Daddy Gang? Raleigh, the squad, we're packing up and heading out on a road trip in UGG. Y'all know I live in my UGG classic boots. Well, now it's time to swap out the boots for the sandal of the season, the golden glow, because you already know UGG season is year-round, baby. Shop the golden collection at UGG.com. This episode is brought to you by Monday Hair Care. Daddy gang, nobody likes Mondays. Am I right? (laughs) We're all sobbing. We're all sobbing and we're barely getting out of bed on a Monday. But Monday Hair Care is here to flip the script with its award-winning formulas. No more bad hair days. Daddy gang, Monday Hair Care is turning Mondays into a reason to celebrate good hair, which I love, thank God, with seven new products like a leave-in conditioner, dry shampoo, a curl line, and body wash. And daddy gang, every single thing is under $10. Yes. And smell is to die for. Okay. I want my hair smelling like something that Matt wants to be engulfed in. I want him to come out to me and go, oh my God, you smell amazing. Oh my God, <laughs> what is that in your hair? So daddy gang, reclaim the week with Monday at all leading retailers. Visit mondayhaircare.com to find a stockist near you.